everybody. Uh, Dylan, I've got a question for you to yeah. kick off today's episode. Um, what is it that you do uh, to seal a promise with somebody? Do you have any like rituals or? Oh yeah, something in classic pinky promise, mm. or maybe just a firm handshake with a look in the eye. Um, but I prefer to hand my slide over. Uh, in the old form of Ruth and Boaz uh, in chapter four, I prefer to seal a pact with someone by uh, giving them my my slide. Mm, well, uh, you know, that is biblical, but it's not uh, relevant to today's passage. Uh, today we're looking at Leviticus. Um, Dylan, can you please read out the verse? Yeah, chapter two, verse 13. Season all your grain offerings with salt. Do not leave the salt of the covenant of your God out of your grain offerings. Add salt to all your offerings. So we're looking at Leviticus today. It's a bit of a lesser approached book. I think mm. not many people talk about it or preach on it often because it can be um, a bit difficult or confusing for some people. They don't, don't really know what's going on. The word Leviticus, the title of the book Leviticus, um, actually means of the Levites or belonging mm. to the Levites. And the Levites were the uh, the priesthood of the Israelite community. So yeah. the book of um, Leviticus is kind of like an instruction manual on how they were to yeah. run the church. It's got instructions on how the offerings have to be made, um, lists of all the feast days to be made. Ordinations. Yeah, yep. That's it. Ordination of the priests, like jubilees, um, ritual cleansings, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, what we're looking at today is to do with the instructions of the sacrifices that they were giving. Now, we know that the sacrifices of the Old Testament weren't what forgave the sins of the Israelites. You know, it wasn't like a works-based covenant where God was like, you sacrifice to me and then that's going to pay for your sins. Uh, the sacrifices of the Old Testament, we know, things that are looking towards Christ's sacrifice. You know, they, right. they know that the sacrifices can't perfectly atone for their sins. And so they're looking towards this lamb without blemish that will, uh, you know, the perfect offering that will take away all of their sins. Um, but because, you know, God has instructed them to do this, in faith they are offering these sacrifices. Um, and it's the faith that which is what saves them. So their faith in God, their faith in Christ, looking forward mm. to this. Um, but an interesting yeah anecdote is that these sacrifices are to be seasoned with salt as we read in this verse and salt being a symbol or a reminder of god's covenant with his people um similar to the the handing over of the slide that you do dylan god god as a reminder of his covenant with people have said make sure you season everything with salt Mm. um because you know salt is salty if if someone eats something with salt they're like oh that's salty you know you can you can pick it up right away and something that is salty is something that is sort of like stands apart from what is unsalty, you know? It's like you can easily tell a salty dish from an unsalty dish. Mm. Um, you can just, you're like, it's salt, you know? That's right. What else, what else is there to say? <laughs> um, but Dylan, yeah. if I talk about saltiness and the, and the Bible, uh, what Bible verse does your mind get drawn to? Yeah, right at the start of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, Jesus just finished the Beatitudes, and then he goes and says uh, to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth. If a salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. The salt of the earth, how can it be made salty again, trampled mm. by men, etc., right. etc. Uh, <laughs> we all know that famous verse, we've all, all heard it a whole bunch of times. It's right there next to you are the light of the world, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. Yeah. And so we've got this Old Testament image of salt being connected with God's covenant with his people and Jesus telling his followers that they are the salt of the earth. You know, they're, they're salty, not in the sense that, you know, when you're salty, you're like, <laughs> yeah, upset sorry. about something. <laughs> but um, no, that Jesus' followers being the salt of the earth, he, he's literally saying that they are like, you know, 
a representation of God's covenant people um, mm. amongst the world. Followers mm. of Jesus are chosen by God. They are they are God's people. The God's single covenant that has gone from the Old Testament through to the New Testament has been carried on through. You know, it's not like two separate, like an old covenant that was for the Jews and then a new covenant that's in Christ. You know, it's not two separate covenants. It's, right. it's the one covenant that's been carried through mm. with this imagery of salt. And we see that the salt of the covenant in Leviticus is a great sign of God's faithfulness, God's covenant with us as God's people. And so we see in the New Testament when Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, that we are to be physical embodiments of that covenant, of that faithfulness of God as he's carried his promises all the way through from Leviticus to Matthew and further on. We are to be living representations of God's faithfulness in our lives.